Hello, everybody. I want to welcome you to this special edition of Bible News Radio. As you all know, I'm Stacy Lynn, and today I have a very special guest lined up today, my husband, Randall Kay, as he's known by so many people throughout the world. Um, you know, actually, you, you know him as Bareface if you listen to the show a lot. You're probably wondering, you know... Where, where, where has he been? What, what have we been up to? We've actually changed the format of our show since we were thrown off YouTube. But I just want to let you know, before we get into this special interview with Bareface, that we have a brand new mobile app. You can go over to your Google Play Store or your Apple Store, and you can download, look up Heart Tug International. And inside our new app, you're going to find a whole bunch of content that we're putting up Every day we're updating the app. So we have a heart tug moment where I share something encouraging with you. Uh, we've integrated the Daily Disciples Facebook group in there so you can read the Bible with us every single day. Uh, I have an interview calendar. We have some of Barefaces music. And we have some groups that you can get involved in and so much more. So make sure you go to your Play Store or your iOS Store and get the Heart Tug International app. It's free. And I really hope that you uh, take the time to download it. So I'm going to tell you something. You know, we're, we're doing our best here to continue to uh, do news interviews for you. Uh, we will be doing some more news shows in the future. Also, I have some other guests booked. But I was talking to Randall because, you know what, I published my book one year ago last month, Pickleball Faith, Inspiration on and Off the Court. And because of you guys buying my book for a whole year, literally every single month my book has been out, it has sold copies, which cracks me up. Uh, I haven't been able to get on much solid Christian media. I've been interviewed by a psychic and an agnostic Christian and <laughs> some other people, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I laugh because you guys have supported me, but, you know, Randall wrote, I think, a better book than I did. Uh, he wrote a book called Illumine Me. Uh, it's in its second edition. He published it for the first time in paperback. It's 90 devotionals for spiritual growth. And, you know, those of you who don't know Randall, uh, I will tell you that my friend Ann Baxter Campbell, who I've interviewed numerous times, she wrote a book called uh, uh, Fear Not, which was published by Elk Lake Publishing a while back. She actually wrote this as a blurb on the back of Randall's book. She wrote, This is an inspiring devotional written by a man who knows his Bible and his Lord well. His wife once told me Randall has a pastor's heart, and after reading this Devo, I definitely believe it. The devotions could also serve as short inspirational sermons. They are filled with biblical and modern stories, and how they relate to our lives. I think you'll be stirred by the individual devotions. I know I was. Also, the book is broken up into a couple parts. It's broken up into uh, four different parts. Knowing Him for His glory, love thy neighbor, and pressing onward. And in case you didn't know, I will tell you that my husband's volunteered with the Gideons International for almost 20 years. Uh, he has led numerous Bible studies in churches, I will tell you that where he isn't, he wasn't involved, people in the church would come up to Randall and say, can you lead a Bible study? And the church would go, okay. Almost every church we've been to, Randall is asked to be an elder or a deacon. Um, he has accepted those positions with, you know, <laughs> 
with fear. Uh, <laughs> he's also led worship. Uh, that's actually how I met him. He was leading worship in a singles group. Uh, he's gone into the jails, juvenile detention centers. Uh, he was a chaplain to merchant marines. And I'll have him tell you a little bit about that. And most recently, um, he has ministered to truck drivers, long-haul truck drivers. Uh, probably the most important accomplishment, however, he's made in his life uh, has been being married to me for over 30 years. <laughs> I am his biggest ministry field, his biggest mission field. And uh, and it's because of him that I come to you uh, and do this, this ministry because he's supported me for almost 20 years doing this. Uh, doing what? But now it's your time to be known by the masses. Well, doing this podcast, so okay. welcome to the show. Glad you're here, my my handsome, hunky husband, bareface. Oh, good to be with you, my beautiful, beloved wife, or bride. Bride, I, or, yeah. bride. <laughs> That's they got to get the alliteration in there. So how's it feel to uh, uh, hear all of these accolades about you? Uh, it feels okay, I guess. I mean, they're true, but <laughs> I don't know if they're really accolades. I mean... Just, uh, you know, just trying to do what the Lord would have me do, and when in doubt, do something that seems like He would have me do. Yeah. So those of you, those, you know, I'm sure we have some new listeners and probably new app downloaders who maybe may not know who you are. Tell us a little bit about how you came to the Lord, because how long have you been a believer, approximately? Um... I would say really since 1985, so it's, what, 38 years now? I was praying for you to get saved because I became a believer around 82, 83, and I was praying for my husband. It was one of the first things I was taught as a young woman. Um, so, yeah, so so I'm older than you and the Lord. Yeah. But it doesn't mean anything. I think he's way more. He knows where I, how you know more about the Bible. I will, I will tell you, you know, if you want to get inside the marriage of us, you know, I was so irritated for so much of our marriage because I'd, I'd share something with Randall and he'd be like, I already know that. I wouldn't say. <laughs> he, would just, he would share things that he would add to what I knew. And it irritated me for Just so trying to years. engage in conversation. <laughs> you know, if someone's talking about, oh, you know, Philadelphia or whatever. Oh, yeah, I've been there. Uh, you know, what do you think about that? This I'm trying to do. She says, well, I read this in, you know, First Peter or whatever. I said, oh, yeah. You know, what about this? What about that? And so just trying to engage. And Well, in the beginning of our marriage, it irritated me a lot. But now that we've been married for over 30 years, which is so hard to believe... For me, it just makes me feel so old. Um, now I, I, I am humored when I learn something new, and you don't know it. Um, but I'm, I'm more, you know, I'm, I'm more honored that I have a godly husband that, you know, loves the word as much as me, probably more than I do. Um, so. So. So you came to the Lord when you're in the early '80s. Right. Right. And how did that happen? Twenty-one. Well, it was uh, kind of a, a series of things, uh, beginning in uh, 1982, early 83, when I was exposed to passages of Scripture, New Testament Scripture, in a, in a hymn book, uh, because I was looking for, I was living 
I was going to say kind of with my parents, my dad and stepmom, but they'd, but they'd moved to San Francisco from Great Falls, Montana. So anyway, my, my brother and I had this place to ourselves for a while. And anyway, and there was an organ there and like, you know, electric organ, electronic organ, um, you know, with its rhythms and stuff like that. One of those things that the guys always used to demo in the shopping malls kind of thing. Anyway, they had one of those and I was looking for something to play. And in the bench was this hymn book that had parts of uh, New Testament scripture in it, what I thought was interesting. Hmm. Uh, but I didn't really know anything about it. There's no context in it. It's just, just kind of just interesting. And then, um, and then after I'd had enough of Montana winter, I moved back to Southern California and then watching a football game one day and, uh, uh, Rollin, I, I learned his name later. I can't think of what it is right now. He was the clown guy. The guy that wore the rainbow wig. Uh, a football game that held a John 316 sign. There's something about that that just, you know, the camera would cut to him multiple times, and there's just something about that. And somehow I intuitively knew it was a Bible, but I'm like, wonder what this is all about. So I asked my... I think that's hilarious. So I asked mom, hey, mom, do you have a Bible? And she says, yeah, I've got it right here in the linen closet. She knows she kept it on what shelf. <laughs> it was the towels and the, the yeah, blankets right, and right. the washcloths. Yeah. One that she had from her youth, never read it, but held on to it. Hmm. And there's a whole another backstory there. I could talk, but it takes a while. Anyway, so I looked it up. I've... You know, I found the Gospel of John, and I figured 3 meant chapter 3, and 16 was verse 16. I don't know how. But then I read it, and I'm like, what the heck? Hi, cat friend. Um, of course he's it, here. Our cat's here. Welcome Gideon to the show. So so I was... <laughs> he's, he's here. He's everywhere. Every time we talk, he shows up, so just ignore so him. So I was thinking, you know, I was expecting something related to football, and they thrashed them with a mighty vengeance or something <laughs> like that, and it's like... For God so loved the what I don't, I don't I don't get the context. You know I, I missed I missed the joke. You know I, you know must have, you know it must be an inside joke or something. I don't, whatever. It didn't mean anything to me. But I kept that Bible out because it was interesting. And at that time. Um, I was uh, looking at some other spiritual things. Uh, I read a book called Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda, a book called Seth Speaks, and some other stuff. And I was attending the Self-Realization Fellowship Temple for a while. (laughs) And um, anyway, but because, you know, I'd grown up learning that the point of life was to you know, go to college and you get the job, you get the two-story house, the Mercedes-Benz, the 2.3 kids and all that. But then ultimately you die, you know, and I've heard, you know, life's a B-I-T-C-H and then you die. And it's like, well, that, <gasps> that, that seems to be what it is, you know, is, <laughs> right. is a, you know, at that time, 19 year old looking at the world and, um, it seems like, well, yeah, that's kind of, kind of bogus. There must be something more to life. Maybe there's some spiritual dimension. And so then I picked up the aforementioned books, the aforementioned Eastern mysticism kind of thing, and uh, 
did uh, practice transcendental meditation for a while or tried to. I'm and so glad I didn't know you during this time in your life. Anyway, what I discovered <laughs> was what I discovered was that not only did those spiritual practices not fill the void that I had, I've I just was more empty than when I started. And so I just decided, well, you know, there's materialism. That's bunk because, you know, you get the two-story house and all that kind of stuff and all you die. It's like how that's pointless. There's nothing filling to that. And this whole religion thing, that's stupid too. <laughs> it, just, it, just, it just didn't, it's not satisfying. So life really is, you know, and then you die. There's no point to it. And so I decided I'm going to check out why prolong this any longer. So uh, I decided, well, I'm just going to check out. I wrote a note to whoever would find it. And I wrote in there, it's not that I have a reason to die. I just can't think of a good enough reason to live. And so while I was contemplating um, how to end my life, uh, in a way that would not leave a mess behind and be, you know, clean, whatever, because just didn't want to inconvenience anybody. Um, this thought, this intrusive thought comes to my head. And, you know, I know I know the voice today, but I didn't then. Not an audible voice, but a, a thought from outside, you know, a, like like someone opens up your brain, puts a thought in there, and then it's internal, but you know it's not your own thought. Uh, and you folks who have walked with the Lord at any time for any length of time, you know, we know that voice. Right. The small voice. And the voices read the Bible. And I said, no, I don't think so. I looked at that. I, you know, looked at the John three sixteen, and that was nothing. And then, and I tried reading <laughs> Genesis, you know, and they got into the genealogies, you know, you know, our facts had begot whoever, and you know, I'm like, eh, what? I tried that, you know, I tried the. You, you I, thought John three sixteen was nothing though, because you because you were expecting it to have something something to do with else, football? yeah. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then you know, John three six only the most famous verse in the Bible. I know, uh, <laughs> autobiography, yogi, that speaks, you know, uh, holy blood, holy grail, you know, all that kind of stuff. Just like yeah, this whole religion thing—that's stupid too. I'm no, I'm not going to read the Bible. Read the Bible. It's like no, I don't want to read the Bible. I read that and there was nothing in it. I tried this. I look at this religion. Read the Bible. I said, what? no, I'm not going to read the Bible. Read the Bible. I, I looked at this. <laughs> read the Bible. The thought just keeps like just coming, coming nonstop. Every objection I have is just read the Bible. And I decided I'm I'm schizophrenic now. That's what's happened. I'm <laughs> I've gone out the deep end, and there's this, this voice that's telling me to read the Bible, and I'm gone nuts. And I thought, well, at least I know how to make it stop by reading the, the Bible. Bible. Yeah. <laughs> So I picked, yeah, 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 I looked, I read this, I looked at that, and I looked at that, put it down, just flipping through the same Bible of my mom's, you know, came with the linen closet, you know, uh, maybe <laughs> a year or so earlier, and then I find this title page that says, The New Testament of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I thought, hmm, I remember those Jesus freaks from high school, and yeah, they were weird, and... 
Uh, I don't know what you know. I've, I've heard the name. I when when I was a kid, there was the Jesus Christ Superstar <laughs> musical and all that. And right, which is abhorrent. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so I, I really didn't know anything about the Jesus. I thought, well, it's the New Testament, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'll read it, find out what maybe I can learn something. And then there was the Sermon on the Mount. And especially in there, you know, chapter 5, verse, I don't know, I want to say 6, 7, around there, I don't know. Um, you think I have it memorized, but uh, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And I'm like, dude. There's this emptiness that materialism wouldn't fill, that religion wouldn't fill. It's a hunger. It's, it's a hunger for righteousness. It's a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. And uh, just what's right. You know, I just want to know what's right in the world and, you know, things being what they ought to be. Anyway, so like, wow, I really like this Jesus and and so I read about him, you know, his life, his ministry, his, his death, his resurrection, and birth, and life, and death, and resurrection. And, and so I continued to read that Gospel of Matthew over and over and over again, because <laughs> this is obviously the book about Jesus, because, you know, here's his, here's his kind of biography here. Right? And, uh, <laughs> I'm laughing because he didn't realize that Luke... Mark and John were also about the Lord. Right, right. Um, but, you and know, then, because nobody told you. Right. And then it was shortly thereafter I started to read that I met up with some old co-workers, McDonald's co-workers, uh, one from a nominal Catholic home, one from a missionary home, but, you know, were beginning to make their fate their own. And then um, said, hey, why don't we get an apartment together and... Um, we I did. Just, I just think this is so cool. We did. Anyway, fast forward. It was uh, that summer after getting an apartment together. Uh, one of my roommates says, "Hey, I'm gonna drive up to, you know, Northern California and visit my grandparents. Do you want to come?" I'm sure. Why not? It was a uh, July. It was around Independence Day, and so the fourth fell on him. Um, Monday or Friday or something like that. And I had to go back 1985, look at the calendar. But it was like a three-day weekend. So I was like, all right, let's do it. So we went up there. And the day that we arrived at his grandparents' house, they said, um, well, not the moment we walked in the door, but after we got settled, whatever, they said, hey. They said this, this envelope came in the mail um, yesterday. Plain white envelope, no return address. And came to them and inside were two copies of uh, Bill Bright's uh, Handbook for Christian Maturity. Yeah. Uh, now, back in the day, Bill Bright was the guy that put out the four spiritual laws. And, and I mean... This founder was, of Campus Crusade for Christ. Right. And, and so... But so many people don't even know who he is anymore. Because yeah. we're, we're, right. we're of the Jesus movement generation. And yeah. Bill Bright was a little bit before that, but... Anyway, so so they don't know who sent them, um, but the day before we arrived, they arrived in the mail, and said, "Thought you guys might like to have them because I could see that we're student oriented or a younger person. I mean, we weren't students; we were what well, I was right. I was twenty one at the time." 
but yeah, college student age, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, so there I looked through there, and that's where I first saw the, quote, four spiritual laws, unquote, which is just a presentation of the gospel. And um, I read that. I thought, you know, I never did that. I've been, I've been reading about this Jesus. I've been praying to this Jesus, which I had, going in my closet to pray. Because Matthew chapter 6, you know, when you pray, go in your closet. I did the same thing. And, um, right. The Lord who sees you in secret will reward you openly. So I was doing that. Um, but the whole, you know, sacrifice for my sins and making him my Lord, um, you can get that from the gospel of Matthew. But the audience that Matthew writes to is, is a Jewish audience that has a whole lot of Old Testament background. And, you know, I read Matthew today, I'm like, dang, this is so Jewish. And, right. And, uh, and if you don't, if you don't, you can still get a lot out of it. You know, the, the Spirit can speak to you. But without a knowledge of the Old Testament, and um, you, you miss a whole lot. Anyway, that's the side. So, so at that time was the official, you know, pray the sinner's prayer, as they say. You know, my, my realization that um, before I... You understood. You understood. B- before I told the Lord that I said, you know, at the time I was... Obviously, I didn't go through, through with the suicide, but at that time I was like, God... Well, I left out the part that prior to the intrusion thought to read the Bible, I had lifted up the simple prayer. I said, God, if you're real, make yourself real to me. Uh, a prayer that he always answers. I've met other people who prayed the same prayer, and he always does, you know. Uh, anyway, so, you know, at that time I was, God, I've, I don't know what to do with this life of mine. You know, I've, I messed it up. I don't know what to do with it. It's worthless in my hands. You do with it what you want. So I think if we want to be technical, maybe, you know, I'd place my faith. Yeah. Uh, and in God at that time, uh, but recognizing the understanding, the the substitutionary, you know, the atonement, the uh, you know, the propitiation for my sins, and all those good theological words. That what, wasn't what's compelling to me about your testimony, as well as my own, is that the Bible played a very key part in our in our salvation oh yeah and i think it's important for people i mean we named this show bible news radio for a reason we named it that because if anybody knows us the harps they know that we are bible people we Mm. are people that read the bible we're people that understand the bible we're people that are continuing to grow and learn more of the word um and and the bible is very key to your salvation and your understanding of who god is which is why you and who we are and right. what's happening in the world and everything else. But this book here, Illumin Me, yeah. which you can order through our website, hearttug.org, or through our app, actually. Not done. actually through the website. Well, if they click on it, isn't it on our website? No. Okay, so you can, the app. You can order this through the app then. Okay, so this book, Illumin Me, though, how did this come about? I mean, this is 90 devotionals well, of your... And this is not a fluff devotional. <laughs> First of all, let me tell you, everybody, one of Randall's favorite devotionals is Oswald Chambers' uh, devotional, My Utmost for His Highest. Yeah. And tell us about why that's your favorite, and do, do you think he influenced some of this? 
Um, <coughs> Just curious, because... My favorite. Well, it's, <coughs> it was... I can't remember who gave it to me. It was a gift from someone. I you don't gave know. me my copy. Yeah, I don't know who gave, uh, gave the copy that I have to me. Uh, but... Yeah, that's a, a good devotional, and um, one reason I like it because at the top of each devotional, you know, the 366 that are in there, is that there's a scripture reference for each. And for a long time, that was my uh, devotional time. I would look at what scripture was at the top, I would go read that and study that for a while, and then come and read. Well, that's what I have to say. Yeah. So how is your, your, why did you decide to write a book, a devotional specifically? Well, you know, when... As I'm holding it in front of him, like, you know. Yeah, well... (laughs) um, We're not on video, so you can't see that, but... In 2011, when I lost my mind and left my full-time employment to join you in this (laughs) endeavor... Um, you know, it was, we need to put some content out there. And, you know, I knew that, you know, the more often the better. And so daily content was good. And I thought, well, why not just my morning, my own morning devotional time, put my thoughts, consolidate my thoughts into a a three minute audio thing. Uh, so I wrote out what I'd studied that morning and then the afternoon I'd had a three minute audio devotional that I could share just from my own reading time my own devotional time and then um, and then in 2013 it's like well here's I've got a pile of these things I've written up and some are still out there on on Potomatic I think it's <laughs> Is where they were going. Um, these three minute devotions, and I thought, you know what? I, I typed these things out that so I could keep them in the three minute time. You know, so so many words. So basically, um, you can read each devotion in three minutes or less. Yeah, and yeah. so anyway, so I thought, you know what? I not everybody's gonna find these online anymore because at that time, you know the. We were long off Potomatic, and uh, you know, I just want to. Maybe this will be a blessing to somebody. So I wanted to. I was going to self-publish and share some of these things, and then the idea was shared with me that hey, why not self-publish? And you know, or, anyway, a friend of ours was with a new publisher, and I decided to, yeah, publish. Yeah. Anyway, so. So it's it's a collection of those and um, and I did that in 2013, 40 of them, and decided you know I want I want to do more of that again, and now that the rights had reverted to me after five years from the publisher, I'm gonna add more to this and yeah, so and 90 seemed like a good number. So this is our second Heart Tug publication through Heart Tug International and. Um, and we just really want to encourage you to get it because, you know, it, it's a meaty devotional. It's not one of the, and, and, and I just, hey, truth and disclosure, I'm not a devotional, I am not a devotional pusher at all. I do not recommend devotional books most of the time. 
even though I write my own devotionals too, you know, I don't recommend, I just don't. <laughs> I, there's a lot of very popular ones out there that have a lot of new age mysticism and other weird things attached to them. That is not what this is. This is a genuine, uh, the, these, tell everybody a little bit about how you set this up because this thing is packed with scripture. I mean, you cannot read your devotions here, your your commentary here, and and not find less than two or three scriptures or more in each one of these. Well, sure. I mean, that's the nature. You know, the best commentary in the Bible is the Bible. Right. And so I found as I was again, this this is born out of my own quiet times, my own devotional time. And, uh, and so things that I would notice the Spirit would bring to my mind, the, the related scriptures, things like that, um, they're just part of that. They're just condensed. <laughs> you know, uh, you know uh, instead of, you know, an hour time, you know, maybe studying in the morning, it's just put that all into a page and a half. and Yeah. So you actually came up with four different categories. Knowing him, which focuses on the character of God, um, for his glory, which recognizes Jesus' uh, deity, his majesty. Well, right? it, well, it's a progression. That okay. Knowing him is about those things. The devotion is talking about, well, do you really know him? It's knowing his character and then... Once you get to know him, then of course you want to live for his glory. Okay. And so those are, you know, those devotions are living for the Lord. And then love thy neighbor, of course, is we don't do this alone. Uh, those are devotions related to living, you know, walking out your faith with other people and encouragement, loving, you know, encouraging one another to love and good works. And then finally is, you know, pressing onward that, um, you know, we don't arrive. We just, you know, keep pressing, you know, uh, pressing on, you know, to the upward calling, kind of pressing on for the prize. That uh, And so those things are just further encouragement uh, that are more talk about things of endurance. and Yeah. And I, I think that's, I mean, so you're basically writing about your sanctification process in, in many ways, but also... Sure, beginning with... A knowledge of who God is. And, right. But the whole the, focus is on Christ. Oh, yeah. It's on Jesus. I mean, you're going to read this devotional, Illumine Me, and you're going to learn about Christ through this devotional. You're not going to learn about some other weird stuff. This is, this is like, intended for you to read with your Bible. Oh, yeah. It's, it's intended to get you into, into the, the Bible. Because you, you actually um, have a whole... How many... How many scriptures would you say you actually listed here in the back? You have quite a few. I remember he came to me. He's like, how should I do this? And he, <laughs> you literally have scriptures from Genesis, Exodus, almost every book, right? Almost. Almost. Yeah, well, that's crazy. And only 90 devotionals. So that's yeah. that's pretty cool. That's really, really cool. Well, our, our time is, you know, we're, we've already gone over our half hour mark. Okay. But, like, you know, tell everybody why you want them to get your book. Because I want you to get Randall's book because I think personally it will make you grow spiritually and give you a hunger and thirst for righteousness, which is what you were talking about. 
Right, and then I, yeah, the whole point of writing it and making it available is to encourage you to get into the Word. Can you do that without this devotional? Definitely. And Absolutely. Great. And, and you can do it without my book, too. Yeah. So I just wanted to get in the Word, and not just for, for I, you know, something to list to check off as a religious duty, but <laughs> to get to know the Lord. Um, just one more quick thing, going back to my early, uh, towards my conversion. Uh, I was listening to a radio station. I heard this guy, there's a guest. Anyway, uh, he was talking to the young men out there. And he said, think of a girl, you know, basically you've got a crush on. If if you found out there's a book written about her, wouldn't you go get it and just devour that? You could understand her and know how to relate to her and win her. And he said, well, there's a book out there about the Lord. There's a book out there about Christ. And if you want to learn to love him and live for him, you know, then get into it. And so um, and the encouragement was to read, you know, morning, noon, and night, which I did for a long time. And anyway, so yeah, just because you want to know him, you want to know him, you want to live for his glory, <laughs> you want to love your neighbor, and you want to press on, that's the, the reason to get into the Word. Yeah, now I want to ask, because then we're going over a little, and that's fine, because we can do whatever we want, right? <laughs> and I know a lot of people love when we talk, because, you know, we that's one of the, the things that we, we often hear, is that people love our, our shows because of mm. us as a couple, because I pick on you a lot, and you pick mm. on me, and, right. and all that. But, the you know, my heart's desire for everybody listening to this show is that you would fall in love with Christ and that you would fall in love with his word and that you would grow in his word. And, you know, I, I know for me, um, you know, the life scripture that, that changed me was Romans 12 too, you know, not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, people put a lot of stock today and, and positive thinking and daily affirmations and all this other baloney. And it's, it's, it's not bad to want to think about, you know, to, to, to think of positive things. What's bad is making that your goal and not thinking on godly positive things. I think there's, there's a difference between, you know, making I am statements because you're thinking that you're, you're great versus, you know, like in believing that you have a God inside of you as opposed to you're worshiping the God that made you. You know, we have to always remember our position is yes. below him, you know. By and, a little bit, just just a little. And and no, we're not perfect by any stretch. If you know either one of us, you know we're not perfect. But, you know, our goal, hopefully, you know, Lord willing, if we live to see the rapture and there's things left behind that we've left here on earth for people to hear, hopefully it will be open the Bible, read the Bible, Get your butt into the Bible. Get your nose into the Bible. Get your your toe in the Bible. Get your finger in the Bible. Get your eyeballs in the Bible, people. You know, uh, that that's because the answers are there, yeah. right? You were looking for answers. Not, I was looking for answers. We both found the answer in the Word. Not because it in of itself is something mystical and... Right, we're not worshipers of the Bible. Yeah, we're not Bible worshipers. It's because it is the primary communication of the God of the universe. So let me ask you something in, in closing. 
Um, and we already told you, you can order the book through our Heart Tug app, Heart Tug International app. But in closing, you've been a believer now close to 40 years, right? Almost. Um, what is it now when you read the Word of God and how you see the Lord compared to back when you first were introduced to Him? That, what is the, the difference in your walk in knowing Him the way that you know Him now? If you're going to give a younger believer, like, like this is what you can look forward to as you get to know the Lord, what would you, what would you say? That is a great question. Thus, the reason I've asked questions for decades, people. <laughs> and I would say it's, it's knowing, uh, like you know an old friend. Uh, you, uh, you don't have to even hear their words sometimes. If someone were to come up to you and say, well, you know, your friend so-and-so did whatever, and you'd you'd be like, no, no way, that's that's just not them, that's not their character, and there's no way you heard something wrong or saw something because that's just just not who they are. I don't I don't need to I don't need to come to their defense or anything. I just <laughs> that's completely wrong because I know who they are, and so it's just getting to know uh, the Lord. I'm not at the point where. Uh, Elijah was, Eliyahu, to say, you know, to know that God was going to answer with fire, um, uh, you know, things like that, bold moves, but he had his issues too. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there, long answer. It's, it's, so it's, getting, a, it's a level of intimacy. It's a level of intimacy, yes. You know, I was, I was thinking, you know, and I'll just close by saying this, you know, when I think about intimacy with you and I think about intimacy with some of my closest friends, I was, I was thinking about this recently about one of my friends in particular. We talk on Zoom every week. And when I look at her and she looks at me after knowing me 30 years and 30, over 30 years, um, sometimes I'll just shift and I'll lean toward the camera um, and they'll say, yeah, I know I'm, I'm not, I'm not there to give you a hug. Mm -hmm. And I will not have to say a word. It's just that body language, mm -hmm. look in my eye, mm -hmm. whatever looks on my face. And the same with her. I can look at her and go, okay, everything's not all right here, you know, or, oh, you look like you're doing pretty good, you know, or, uh, well, you know, why are you shrugging your shoulder a certain way? I know yeah. what that means. You know, yeah. there's that that intimacy that we have. And I know for me, reading the word today versus when I was a kid is that I stop and I really ponder certain things. And I go, hmm, am I really walking circumspectly and believing this promise that he, he put here for me? You know, am, am I walking it out today? Am I living this? And if not, how can I do it? Because it's it's there. He he's got so many promises to us, but you know how many of them are? Do I believe and really live in faith? You know, right? It's challenging, <laughs> but we have a lot of hope, people. Yeah, we do. Indeed. So I'm glad that you uh, tuned into this special episode, and you want to give uh, you want to um, give a last plug here for your book, Illumine Me, and do the typical thing that everybody always says. Ah. Uh. 
I'm not we're, a fan of self promotion. Yeah, we're not. We hate this part. This I totally hate self promotion. Yeah, illumine me. Second edition, ninety devotionals <laughs> for spiritual growth. <laughs> Wherever fine books are sold. Well, just uh, on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that where fine books are sold? Uh, I guess so. When they're not being banned. Yeah. But, but actually, you can get on Amazon, but you can actually order it through our ministry yes. directly. If you want to get an autographed copy, we'll be happy. Randall will be happy to autograph it. Certainly. Um, he's got very nice penmanship. If you got my book autographed, you would get a messy signature. If you get Randall's, you'll get a very pretty one. <laughs> our writing's so different and so funny. Um, yeah, so you can order it through our website if you want to do that. And um, any other thoughts? Uh, lots of thoughts, but save them for another time. So what we're going to do is we're going to periodically be doing Heart Tug Moments with Randall. Uh, so make sure that you tune in to the Heart Tug Moments that are in the mobile app. We do these every day. They're, they're under five minutes, so it's not going to take your whole day. Um, and you'll get some more bites and we're going to do some videos together, uh, answering questions, making commentary also in the app. Uh, since we were thrown off YouTube for being godly people, <laughs> we, we have now put our ministry inside a safe mobile app and we just hope that you engage with us inside that app as well. And, uh, if the Lord leads you to get the book, then we welcome that. And, you know, we also want to invite you to come and donate to Heart Tug International. We're a nonprofit. Your donations will actually help us sustain that mobile app uh, and put us on other platforms in the future when we have enough um, donors who can support what we're doing here. If you're somebody who loves the Lord and you love his word and you love what we stand for, then I would ask you prayerfully consider that. Consider becoming a monthly donor and help us expand this to other people uh, who have the like mind and hopefully people who find the show and hear the show and then receive Jesus too. So that's that's the goal. All right. All right. So again, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Bible News Radio. We hope you have a great uh, day. Remember, be bold, people. Stand up and go with God. Because you know what? We live in a wicked and perverse generation, and our goal is to be lights in this wicked and perverse generation. And the way, best way to do that is by being in His Word. Yeah.